Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of OK Now Breathe Podcast. I'm Megan, and on here, I talk about mental health, personal development, self-care, and self-love. If this is your first time here, I also run a mental health blog called OKNowBreathe.com, where I talk about all that same good stuff. (laughs) When I was growing up, I really felt different, and I really felt out of place a lot. And I really felt like I didn't really have anyone who understood me. And I was was shy, you know. I didn't really know how to exactly approach people. And I think that stems from how I grew up. You know, I never had people over at my house very often. I mean, I had family parties a few times a year. But that was it. You know, I never had friends over, maybe the occasional friend, but it was always them inviting themselves over to my house. And I never really felt comfortable with that. I mean, my mom, uh, you know, she wasn't the best person to be around. And the majority of the time, she worked overnights, so she would sleep during the day. And that would leave little time to, you know, even be able to have things at a normal volume at my house because we always had to be extra quiet, have things extra, you know, dark. And that was just my normal. And by the time I turned around 11, um, around sixth grade, is when I really started to realize, you know, just how alone I kind of felt. There's this one particular instance that really sticks in my mind, and even after all these years, it's still a pretty vivid memory of, you know, just how how sad it made me and how low it made me feel and how worthless it made me feel. And I feel like at that moment is when it really changed who I am. I went to a sleepover with one of my friends for her birthday, and it was an annual thing. You know, I I always went over to her birthday sleepovers every year, and one of the things is that I would always get picked up right on time. I'd be, like, the first person always getting picked up because my dad was very punctual, <laughs> always on time, even early. And I just remember that morning... You know, it was a little bit after we all woke up and we're just kind of talking. And I never really felt like in any of the sleepovers I've ever went to. And I feel like I did get invited to quite a bit when I was younger. I did go over to sleepovers, but I never felt like I actually knew my place. I was always kind of like in the background and not ever really knowing exactly what to say or how to make of a situation. I kind of just went with the flow and kept to myself and sometimes I said some things and sometimes I didn't say anything but that moment um I got picked up early and I could just feel like a little weirdness a little awkwardness you know when you can pick up an energy in a room and I remember going home and I don't know how many days after it was my friend who hosted the party she told me that one of the girls there somebody that I've known for years that I thought we were, you know, kind of friends. As soon as I left, she was like telling the whole rest of the group 
about how she didn't like me. And I just felt so sad. Like, <laughs> what did I, what did I do? You know, I'm, I'm just like, you know, I, I'm uncomfortable in situations and I just kind of keep to myself. But what, what was it that you didn't like me for? And then, you know, the whole rest of the time, I just, you know, the whole rest of that school year, I just, <laughs> it was hard for me. And I never really let that get out of my head. It always would go back to my mind that I guess my friends don't like me. You know, I guess my friends are pretending to like me or maybe they just really don't like me. And roll around the next year, I really started to develop bad social anxiety in seventh, eighth grade and so on. And I made this friend in seventh grade and she was my best friend for seventh and eighth grade. And she would invite me over for her <laughs> birthday party, you know, her sleepover. And the thing is, she went to a different school for years before that. And, you know, it was her first time here at this middle school. And, you know, she didn't know anybody from the elementary schools that joined together to form that middle school. So her birthday rolls around and, you know, of course I go. You know, she became my best friend. We literally had every single class together. What are the chances? You know, middle school, you have all these different classes with all these different people, but no, we had every single class together. And her sleepover was, you know, just a bunch of all these people that I did not know and I was the only one. And I felt really alone and really isolated. But, you know, I stuck through it. And the next year, I felt, you know, this is eighth grade now. And we're still best friends. And it was around the time where she started to get this other friend, you know, and I always felt like something was off with her. And I always felt that something wasn't quite right with her. And it was, <laughs> I I got put onto like a, a bus for getting picked up. And before I never had a bus for some reason, like they never came to my house. or was just never in the route. But in eighth grade, I got a bus, and that was a couple months into the school year. And so we would have to sit in the gym waiting for our bus to get called. And I don't know how many months this is into the school year. And I remember my friend, her bus was called. So it was just me and this other girl and a couple other people just waiting. And I remember this one girl who... I've known since that year previously. She said something, so I laughed about it, you know, just just being comfortable in that situation. And then the girl that I felt was a little off, a little iffy, she said something, and I didn't really respond to it. And she, like, called me out in front of everyone, like, so you can't laugh at my jokes. or, And I was just like, what on earth, like, I'm more comfortable with her because I've known her longer. And I just, from that moment on, like, I could never look at this girl the same way. And I felt like she was <laughs> as, like, total middle school. Like, I felt like she was trying to replace me and everything like that. But I'm just like, why Why is everyone so mean? Because I'm quiet. Why is everyone so mean, you know? And <laughs> these two moments, it was, you know, almost the exact same thing. 
just really changed who I was for the rest of, you know, until college, that I constantly felt judged and I constantly felt like no one could actually ever be my friend and everyone was two-faced and everyone just, they just did not understand social anxiety. And I think it's like this whole thing that people who are shy or people who have social anxiety are rude because we're quiet and we, we think before we speak and we're timid but we're rude apparently you know we're bad people apparently and I never quite understood that you know it makes me really sad thinking about all the people who are getting judged and getting misunderstood because they have something that almost makes it impossible to interact like a normal person and I just in this moment (laughs) it makes me really upset and it makes me even angry that people can be so heartless and cold and just talk about people behind their back when that person did nothing to provoke it and from then on I remember being terrified terrified of being judged and I constantly felt like I was being judged you know all throughout middle school all throughout high school into college I could not stand sitting alone at the lunch table. I would go and try to eat my food in the bathroom, but then I was such a, you know, a good student that I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get caught. They're going to catch me ditching lunch, like ditching lunch. They're going to catch me. And I would just be miserable and I would, I would have stomach issues all the time. And I would, every single morning of my sophomore year, I would throw up. Every single morning without fail of school, I would throw up and have diarrhea, and I was just constantly miserable. And I I felt like I had no friends, and I felt so out of place all the time. And it's just, people do not realize how bad social anxiety is. And it was just, I the lunch table was the worst, but classes were really bad too. And I just, anytime I heard somebody laughing, I thought they're laughing at me. I'm like, they must be. Obviously, I'm just sitting here minding my own business. They're obviously laughing at me. Or, you know, I could never have anyone over at my house. I could hardly ever go over to anybody's house because I thought that I was going to get judged. And I, a lot of the way I coped was just laughing. You know, like, I didn't know how to respond. I didn't know how to react. I didn't know how to do anything, so I just laughed. And guess what? People would always be like, why are you laughing? Stop laughing. You laugh too much. I'm like, I can't win. I can't do anything. And I know this podcast episode is mainly me rambling and talking about my story with social anxiety, but it's truly made me who I am today. I honestly felt like people who have social anxiety turn out to be some of the most understanding people and compassionate people. So if you have social anxiety, you know what's up, right? (laughs) And things that I've learned from social anxiety is it's really about learning to love yourself and learning to appreciate yourself for who you are, finding out exactly who you are. And I still have social anxiety, guys. I still, you know, I can't talk on the phone, you know, to make appointments. And even emailing 
for, you know, my blog took, it took a lot out of me to become comfortable with it. And sometimes I, I still can't, you know, putting stuff on Instagram, scary, but, you know, I push through it because what other choice do I have? You know, I can live in fear the rest of my life. I can live letting it completely overtake me and completely hold me hostage. But I, you know, I deserve better than that and you deserve better than that. And we we can do it, guys. We can really overcome our anxiety. And it's not easy. And it's really difficult. And it's about doing exposure therapy very, you know, effectively and doing it in the right way and taking it slow and trying to keep optimistic and trying to really turn our thoughts, you know, into something positive and being grateful. And, you know, one thing that happens to me when I actually do push myself to be in a social situation and I can feel myself like having fun and letting loose and in the middle of it, I'll be like, oh no, oh my gosh, what did I say? Something, something must be horrible. Something must be up. They must hate me. And then, you know, we'll end end the little get-together, and I will really hate myself. I will think about self-harm. I'll think about suicide. I just get so low after social encounters. And I guess this whole episode isn't really about, like, how to how to help yourself or how to get better because I guess it's just me saying the realities of my social anxiety and maybe maybe you can see yourself in me a little bit you know maybe you can relate in some way and maybe the point of this episode is so you don't feel alone you know but I mean I guess there are a couple things that can help are doing meditations um, mainly anti-anxiety, anti-social anxiety affirmation meditations where you'll say, you know, I love social gatherings. I'm confident in social gatherings. Eye contact is fun for me. (laughs) That sounds weird, but you know, like, um, you could, like, really, really try and train yourself to think differently more often, and the more you practice it, the more it'll become common knowledge and I think also just really (laughs) as it sounds really you know obvious and cliche and annoying but it really is learning to let the things go learning to brush things aside and learning to not let them overtake you and like I said guys I'm right there I'm right there with you but slowly but surely I can feel myself getting a little bit better You know, I can feel myself every day or, you know, every week, every month being able to do it and being able to not let those negative thoughts overtake me. And it's a process, guys. It really is. But I really, really appreciate you listening to this. And I hope, well, you know, I hope and then I don't hope that you can relate to this in some way. Or maybe maybe you don't have social anxiety and maybe it's just something to open your eyes to, you know, maybe that there is a cause for it or maybe that there is, like, a reason why some people are the way they are and they they seem off-putting, but they're not rude, you know. Either way, I really hope you enjoy this episode 
and that you learn something or maybe you can relate in some way. And I really, really appreciate you listening, taking your time out of your day and listening to what I have to say and listening to me ramble. I appreciate you so much. If you're looking for more stuff on social anxiety, I have a bunch of posts related to that on my blog, okdownbreathe.com. But I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.